I like this a lot. Welcome back to Giggle Boys. I'm your host, Eli Halpern. And I'm Mike Eaton. And today we got a special guest, one of my very good friends and comedian, Bianca Parado. Whoop! Welcome. What's up? You got to hold the mic to, to your talking mouth. Your, oh, yeah. yeah, talking that. <laughs> it's just like comedy. It is. Just like comedy, yeah. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah. I so, think you're our first woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably because there's not a lot of funny women. Yeah. <laughs> you well, said it, not we, us. We have a strict no woman policy usually, but yeah. Yeah. you're pretty cool. Yeah, but you've got enough of a man voice that it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. you're a dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're one of the boys. People think I'm like a man all the time. They'll be like, I heard you before I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, nice. People have the opposite effect with me. They think I'm a woman a lot when they hear me. Yeah. I'll order at drive throughs pretty frequently, and I'll try and be polite. I'm like, hey, can I get three double cheeseburgers or whatever? And then they're like, yes, ma'am. And then I pull up to the window. Hold 280 pounds of Mike. They're like, what the fuck happened? Like, I transitioned very fast. I don't know. Imagine if you guys switched voices. I think that would be more accurate. I, yeah. 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 That, that's actually why I invited you on my show that one time, is because I thought you were a strong female comic. <laughs> <laughs> I was really upset when there was a lack of diversity. Yeah. Like, well, we needed a white girl. <laughs> There's <Yeah>. Mike. <laughs> Hey, so Bianca, I got some questions for you. Oh, yeah. I just found oh. out you've been doing comedy six months, which is fucking nothing, and you're already <laughs> booking tons of shows and actually making money off comedy. Yeah, yeah. What's your secret? What's your secret? Um, and how'd you get started? So I like I really started doing it hardcore in April. Mm -hmm. I did like three shows before the pandemic mm -hmm. and then um so yeah that's kind of like when it really hold up but mike open mics have you done any of those they were all open mics before the oh, pandemic. okay so that's what you meant by shows okay, oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah yeah gotcha and then um once i got here i like really started doing comedy but uh i kind of just decided that like i need to become a booker because i'll get more time and can just start doing my own shit mm -hmm. immediately and i wanted to be like i like to give people opportunity but i also wanted to have People come to me for opportunity. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's worked out great, though. So. No, it's very smart. Yeah. Yeah, you're more successful than people that have doing it have been doing it for years. Yeah. Thank you. It's really impressive. I appreciate yeah. that. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, that's definitely like a, a good route to go is to create stuff of your own. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I found did that during the pandemic. I think it's interesting though because you've done a good job of it. Thank you. Uh, which. You know, I saw a lot of people that started that they had that same mentality during the pandemic. And they're like, hey, I'm going to make something of my own and I'm going to build this thing and I'm going to invite people out. And uh, a lot of them sucked. Like there were a <laughs> lot of shows during the pandemic that I went to or saw that were just garbage. Yeah. And uh, a lot of stuff even since then that has just been terrible shows, things that should not exist as comedy. And like the I've done two of your shows now. I did the the 18th at Hilton one and I did. The one at Native, and they're both really great shows, and Thank they you. they're very involved. They have good lineups. Like you know, you're doing good stuff. So where where do you take your guide from on picking that shit? Um, I don't know. It's like my thing is, it's like it's I have a very genuine intention with it, but I'm not gonna put you up like if you, just because like you're my friend. Like I want like genuinely funny comics, but I also want to give people like comics that aren't like for the Hilton one especially like they come to the open mic and then I take the, my favorites from there and I put them up. So it's like cool to give starting comics that are genuinely funny, like an opportunity. Yeah. And then, yeah, the native one, that's just, I don't know. I go for my funny people and 
my funny people also happen to be my friends. So Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what we've been talking about, too. Like, we want to bring uh, our favorite, like, funny people and get them, like, build a platform for us. To, like, you know, 3,000 yeah. people are going to see you now. Yeah. So that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. What's up, peeps? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, so I don't know. It's been really fun, though, since I've been here. I like booking shows. I fucking love to host, too. So, Hell yeah. like, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm kind of like a douche, too. I like rip on people right after they get on stage, but. <laughs> I mean, that's a great move. I mean, yeah. it's staying present and keeping it in the room. There's a lot of that hosting stuff. I was a shitty host for a while, and then I just got a lot of reps at it and got good at it. But it's, it's a weird I remember skill. there was a time where you were a better host than comedian. Yeah. And well, then you got way better at comedy. That's, yeah, I spent all my time doing fucking hosting gigs. When I was yeah. doing the secret room or whatever, secret club. I forget what it was called. The place in the back of Sal's. Dante's place. It was called like the secret comedy club. But I think also like hosting can make you a better comic. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, like I said, when you like flame someone after they get off stage, it's mm-hmm. like you have to like think of a joke or something, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah you got to be quick. You got to pay attention. Yeah. I'll like uh, write them down while they're up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah same, same. <laughs> I flip over the list. If you would ever flip over my list at an open mic, it's just a page of insults. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just a bunch of swastikas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so glad to give you guys opportunities as I'm just writing down things I hate <laughs> yeah. about you. The N word repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> They're all called Jews. So you, you helped me out with my first show. I did. Um, so we have a show at Wanderlust every Thursday. Wanderlust Wine Co. If you're in Austin, and uh, I just did my first one, and Bianca helped me out a lot with it, and uh, it went okay. All of the seats were taken. Yeah, there was 22 people there. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's all you can ask for is all the seats were taken. They were all people you know, but <laughs> yeah, no, they were all they yeah. were all uh, black people for some reason. Yeah. Oh, really? There's yeah, a bunch of black people at a winery. That sounds know. awesome. Yeah. I miss black crowds. Yeah, same. There're none in Austin. Like there was a like a the show I did in Houston at Axelrad was probably 50% black and it was so nice to like have them laugh at jokes that are racially motivated because when you do a joke that has like racial tones in a room full of white people and everyone laughs at it you kind of feel like you're leading a clan meeting <laughs> you're like oh that was i don't know that you're all laughing for the right reason <laughs> but when you have black people laugh at it or like i i think that's all we have here is whites and mexicans and then like there's they, Wait, so your favorite really part about black audiences is that they laugh at racist your... jokes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like when they laugh in general. Well, I, I just like that, to me, what makes it uh, more validating for me as a joke writer is when they laugh at something that's racially charged. <laughs> I'm not saying it's racist. I'm saying it's racial. Well, because then at the same time, they're laughing like, I feel like with every joke, you're kind of like, not every joke, but a lot of jokes, you're like making fun of an audience, not an audience member, like a, a group of people. Mm-hmm. And so if they think it's funny, then it's kind of like a, yeah, you know, like, I don't give a fuck if I insult them either, but when they think it's funny, you're like, oh, that's a really good joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I would prefer to have, uh, like, people that are, like, involved with the joke. Like, I had a joke that I did for a while about Grindr, uh, mm-hmm. and I would do that joke, and I had multiple gay guys come up to me after the show and be like, hey, it was really cool the way that you, I could tell that you did your research on Grindr. You didn't just make fun of us. And yeah, then part of me was like, hey. yeah, I was like, are you guys trying to fuck me? Or are you like really complimenting the joke? But yeah, it's, I. I <laughs> That's how me and Bianca feel when anyone compliments our jokes. Yeah, I'm sure. Dude, my- At least you know that you're actually funny. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Gay guys will try and fuck me and tell me I'm funny for yeah. it. Yeah. Same, but it's usually before they see me. And they yeah, just they just hear you. <laughs> They're like, oh, dude, that dude sounds hilarious. <laughs> dude, but my search history is 
super fucked up. Yeah. Like, well, because like when I'm like writing jokes, especially, and like mm-hmm. you look up different things, I'll be like jacking off the ASPCA. <laughs> like, it'll yeah. be like weird combinations of things that it's like that shouldn't be on. If you ask Eli, those two things go together perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is ASPCA? Dogs. That's, that's, like, that's like the arms, the arms of an angel dog, dog commercials. Yeah, orphan dogs. Yeah. specifically. Listen, if the dog isn't running away, that's consent. You can't do this so many weeks in a row. Is it you can't weird? Just keep talking about bestiality on the show. You talk about donuts every week. That's different. That's different. I've what? never talked about fucking it's just a donut. A hole. It's the same hole. But we're using them differently. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my search history was pretty. I was doing some research yesterday because I, I think that the the sensation of trans athletes is very interesting because it presents a lot of conundrums. That it's like, you know, I don't want to be shitty, but like if you used to be a dude and now you're a chick, you're going to be a lot stronger than the other chicks. And like, I I want you to still get to do the sport you love, but I also feel like if you were finishing 40th in biking and now you're finishing first every time. Maybe handicap it a little bit, just like a dick tax. It's genetics. Yeah, that's like that's not like personal opinion. That's like you're literally. Listen, women are equal to men legally. Okay, so (laughs) but so I was trying to figure out like why aren't there any like trans athletes in like baseball, basketball, football? Why are there no? Well, there's no women's baseball. Like softball sucks. There's no women's football. Like those are all lingerie leagues. And then I was looking into basketball. The average salary of a WNBA player is $120,648. The average salary of an NBA player is $7.7 million. They didn't even bother telling me the rest of the numbers. Yeah, they're you, like, it's you fucking knew it to bank. the cent on one. Well, on the women, they're poor. They're making yeah. like an H&R Black mid-manager salary. They're using yeah. significant figures. Yeah, they're like one twenty six forty eight. The six forty eight means a lot. You, you, said, know? you said H&R Black. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that racial undertones. But... Like it's just, like why would you go from, the, like making millions to making hundreds? Well, well notice, if you're dumb enough to transition, then you deserve to be a woman. Also, notice that there's no women. <laughs> there's no women transgender athletes that are transitioning into men's sports. You well, know, yeah. because <laughs> I we're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that it might work in NASCAR. That's where I think that there might be an advantage or maybe like for jockeys. trans athletes. <laughs> Because like Danica for men Patrick, going to women, yeah, yeah, men going to women and fucking driving. Because then, yeah, yeah, are not... you kidding me? We're gonna crush. But then also female to male. Wait, but is NASCAR a segregated sport like that? Um, yeah. Are there so women NASCAR leagues? There, there are. There's, there's a whole like... women's driving league, and it's mostly them trying to figure out how to See, park. As a... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do women only race other women in NASCAR? Yeah. That's what I'm like, this and then Danica Patrick was the first the same, one to cross over. Make sense. They have the same cars. Yeah, that's almost like not. That's a. That's not a physical body thing. Like if, well, then like why if me did and Danica Patrick were fighting never each other first. in giant robot suits, she would have a good chance. Yeah, good, not great. <laughs> you think but, so? Well, I mean, in her a, size doesn't a, matter. It's not about your strength. Yeah, it's more it's of about a, pressing buttons and levers. Thing. I think that's more of like a mental. Do you have a puff bar? Yeah, but I feel like. I mean, so that's like there's there's gender equality in chess, right? Because that's yeah, ju- there's it's there's that's just brains going against each other, exactly. and there's like it's chess a sport. So like, yeah, I think so. Uh, fencing, chess is not a sport. That's that's the great debate. People say it's a sport. People say it's a mental. It's a brain activity. It's a game. I feel like sports you have to do. What's physical... the difference between a game and a sport? A sport involves physical cardio. Does it? Yes. Okay. 
So I think that's cut. So is NASCAR a sport? You're not doing cardio. NASCAR is not a sport. Okay. Beer pong isn't a sport. Whoa, 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 buddy. Uh, <laughs> ooh, cornhole. Cornhole is not a sport. Yeah. Uh, Go- well, golf is a diving. sport. Golf is a sport and you don't do cardio. You do minor cardio. You walk. Bowling. No, you could do golf carts. You walk. No. You can do golf carts. Yeah, no have, professional um, golfer. <laughs> is bowling a sport or a game? I, I, I'm going to go with game. You are? Even though that. You, what do you think? Cornhole's a sport. He thinks cornhole's a sport. What about bowling? It's on ESPN. Though. It's on ESPN. Yeah. Okay. Well, wait, electronic wait, wait. Sports Network. Bowling, I think that's what that stands for. Bowling, do you do um, co gendered teams? Oh, I don't know. I don't, they do is use there lighter fe- balls. Is there a female bowling league? There's definitely a female bowling league. So then or yeah. there's just no good female bowlers because all the bowling I see on TV is dudes. Dude, fun fact I almost joined a bowling team. Are you good? No. That's what <laughs> I, <mean. laughs> I I just love the sport. I'm Wait, in weren't the, you I, in a sorority? I'm in the name of the game. Yeah. Oh, oh. I can't imagine that. Oh, Tell they, me about that experience. Dude, yeah. they hated me. <laughs> hated me. Oh, I, so I was there. Uh, fun. Okay, this is before I even got into comedy, but I was actually um, skit director, which means like mm-hmm. I did all of the skits for like. Oh God, like comedy skits. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we got we got disqualified from our leagues because they because I wrote the. Yeah. <laughs> we literally didn't even like. Get Can you to, give me an example of some? Um, that was they, that was an anti-Semitic thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Jewish fraternity hated it. Yeah. Yeah, and they they reported us, and we got kicked out. I uh, lost my skit week director spot. I got it's called, it's called standards. Is basically like mm-hmm. their military board or whatever. I got sent there all the time to a point where like people were kind of like, "Yo, I think this might be harassment." I got uh, a lot of re- write ups. Mm-hmm. I got written up for making a standards member cry. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, they would punish you by like making you go to like sober events, like or you would have to be like the event monitor. And the one time I was punished with that, I got so drunk that I got kicked out of the event. Uh huh. So, I mean, that's great. Essentially, you can see what my time of being. What college was this? This was at Mizzou. Mizzou, yeah. Great. And that was in like a. Uh, I love. I mean, that's a big I love the people too. I met. Is that yeah, in Missouri. Yeah, that was University of Missouri. I'm so smart. So smart. <laughs> Go Tigers uh, or whatever. What are they? Tigers. They are Tigers. Yeah, that right. was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But I think all, like everybody I knew from high school though was like you're rushing a sorority. Like it was like weird. Yeah. Yeah. I just I got banned from it. all the fraternities at my college. I, I tried to rush one. I got blacklisted from a. Sorority. Yeah? Yeah. Just one? Yeah, just one. Yeah, four? Um, for some stupid shit. Yeah, so it was good. <laughs> Dude. The uh, way that you did it, you're like, well. <laughs> well, because you're going to hear that you're going to make, what a little bitch. Like, no. I um, I went up to visit when I was still, like, a senior in, uh, like, high school. Mm-hmm. And I got with some of my buddies there. And there's, like, these girls there, and one of them wasn't drinking. And I was like, come on, dude, like, take a shot, pussy. Yep. And, like. She was so offended by that and was like, "That's it." Yeah, and we like went up to my guy friends and was like, "Oh my god, like that girl's a bitch. She just called me a pussy for not drinking." And they're like, "Well, that's pretty pussy of you." <laughs> and <I> would... um, <laughs> then she blacklisted me from it. That's so. Weird. I, I think I went to a sorority party once with uh, my insane friend, and uh, the he, chicken killer. Yeah, he hops up, <laughs> he hops up on the table and just kicks a bottle off, and it shatters in the middle of this party. And the, uh, some guy comes up to him and he's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And I'm like, oh, God damn it. I'm going to have to fight all of these people. Yep. <laughs> and he, uh, our other buddy was part of the frat in another place. So he mm-hmm. taught my friend the little handshake. Uh-huh. So my friend's like, hey, I'm in the, this chapter. And he gives him the little handshake. And he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> and I was like, how do you keep getting away with everything? <laughs> That's incredible. Jesus Christ. I got news with a little handshake. Yeah. yeah. I got kicked we had out a of sticker on our door that said, fuck frats. 
Yeah. Nice. Because yeah. in Santa Barbara, you don't really need to be in a fraternity at a party. It was, everyone was just like friends with each other. Oh, so, and here's the thing about Mizzou. So Mizzou is like, okay, because I actually lived in Colorado what for a little bit. What city is it in? That's, it's, okay, I'm about to actually just say that. So like, I lived in Colorado. Yeah, yeah bitch. No, you didn't know where I was going. Pussy. But I lived in Boulder, or I lived in, yeah, Boulder, and Crunchy. I went to school there. So, you know, CU is there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting because like, they have to share their campus with the town. Mm-hmm. And like Mizzou is in Columbia, Missouri, which is in the middle of fucking nowhere, and it's just all college kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a town run by little adults. And the reason I did like Greek life there, why I wanted to do a sorority, is all of the houses have their own part of town. Mm-hmm. So like you literally just live in mansions with all of your friends. And nice. That, that's kind of how Santa Barbara was. Yeah. So it was. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I. Uh... I got banned from the fraternities for a couple of reasons, but I, ours, so my school was similar to that. So Hampton Sydney is in the town of Farmville, Virginia, which is a, a town of like 3,000. Farmville, were you really good at the Facebook game? <laughs> Dude, it sucked because it was literally right when that was blowing up on Facebook. So everybody was like, oh, you're in Farmville, it's gay. You know? Like, Wait, like, no, 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 not you, the game. You blew up on Facebook? I live in that town. Uh, but so that, I mean, it, it's the actual school of Hampton Sydney is like three thousand students. It's all male. It's the tenth oldest school in the nation. The last time that they stopped classes on campus was because there was a civil war battle happening on campus. Like the building that I lived in is called Cushing Dormitory. What? It's the oldest working dorm in the world. So like I live in this like Wait, super... what year was it? What, when was it built? Uh, like fuck, eighteen something. Oh shit, like eighteen thirty something. Yeah, like I... it's. Super old. I lived Some when weird I... shit's gone down in there. Yeah. yeah. Ghosts. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But So I one of the things I did is I, I got very drunk and I, was, I used to smoke cigarettes and I didn't want to walk down to the first floor. So I'm smoking out of the fourth floor window. And then I got angry about having to lift the window. So I just removed the bottom half and threw it out the window and just destroyed this like 170-year-old piece of building. Yeah, that's like a point of view. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that part of it wasn't that old. Um, it, it was a lot. I remember the check that my dad got. It's <laughs> not a good one. Dude, I think it was like 20 grand to fix that window. We would smoke weed in the dorms mm-hmm. when, yeah, and then we would burn popcorn to cover the smell. Yeah. Yeah, that was our, um, my little life hack. Oh, <laughs> one time my friend took a shit in a cup and put it in the microwave for 45 minutes at a party and then we left. That's incredible. I wonder how long it lasted before someone was like, stop the microwave. Yeah, it's radiating <laughs> shit. It's smoking shit. Uh, it was, that's literally, that's cancerous like shit. <laughs> Dude, we had a kid that went to my school. <laughs> so fucked up. I, I hope he doesn't see this. I, I don't know why he would, but this sweet little guy named Thomas. Watch him be your biggest fan. He's from a little town in Virginia from like a farm town. He's not a lot of social interaction. So he gets to school and we find out that he's a virgin. And there's all of these girls that come to our school just to get fucked because it's an all guys school. Like you don't just go there. Okay, like, 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 that's why they're like they're. They driving. take the bus every day. <laughs> yeah, they're like, excuse me, I need some penis. Like I'm not here for the education. I'm here to get fucked. Well, so, so we're in a, we're an all guys school. There's an all girls school called Sweetbriar that's like our sister school. So they would literally like just bust them in on the weekends and they would stay for the weekend. So th- that was the thing. So we we're like Thomas, we're gonna get you laid. So a big group of us started Operation Rainbow Fish which was to get him laid because he looked like a little gay fish. So, <laughs> I know so, someone who looks like rainbow fish. Too. So we started and we're working really hard to get Thomas laid. And we find this one girl and she's a vegan and she's a super hoe. And we're like, yes, this is going to be perfect. Thomas, the farm boy is going to fuck a vegan. This will be hilarious. So I remember we're sitting around, we're smoking weed in this one room and Thomas gets too high and starts talking about hunting. And the girl 
is like getting really upset and is like viscerally upset about him describing all the meat that he's like murdering. And I'm like, Thomas, fucking stop, dude. Like you were gonna like come on, man. You're gonna vote. How did you the bag for you? I was getting you late so fucking it up. You're supposed to give the meat, not talk about it. And then he got super aggressive and got up in her face, calling her like a bitch and saying <laughs> she doesn't understand how she gets to eat any of the shit she eats and she'd be dead if it wasn't for people killing animals. And he's all like fucked up. So I just put him in a sleeper hold and choked <laughs> up Thomas. So Thomas is just unconscious on the floor and this girl, Eva, is like, all right, I got to go. And we're like, all right. So they leave. A week later, there's a girl that's there with Eva and I convinced them to all apologize and everything's great. And then the girl and Thomas hit it off and we figure it out. And she hates vegans, even though she's friends with one. And they bond and we get them to go. And then they make it off to the room, like with each other. And we're like, yes. <laughs> so we're all, so we're all outside in like the area, like drinking beers, smoking. Like, let's do it. And he lasted forever. I mean, it was like an hour before he came <laughs> out. And then he comes out with like no shirt on in his pants and just puts his hands up and goes, ah! <laughs> and I still remember seeing little rainbow fish, and it was so cool. Except he got herpes. So like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm very sorry, Thomas, but I'm glad you got laid. Dude. Oh my god! His first time. Oh my god! That's oh, so shit. bad. <laughs> Yo, we did get herpes in high school. Yeah. Oh, there's so much time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just shit. don't get tested. Uh, yeah. Holy yeah. shit, man. Do you, do you hey, even have it? Show that no shirt negative? real quick to the camera. Ooh. Nether Hour, my favorite fucking band, and theirs too. Check them out. They're on Spotify. I think there's a space in the middle. Yeah, dude, the new song, The Hit, is like my favorite song yeah. of 2020. It came on, I was like, oh, who's this? And I added, I was like, oh shit, that's my boys. That's my dude, boys. Can we talk about our week? We had a fucking great week together. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. What did we do? Where, where we hung out with the Nether Hour. Yeah. Of course. Great, great people. We did a bunch of psychedelics yeah <laughs> i did uh i did a bunch of mushrooms and acid before your show yeah good. went great dude he picks me up he's like i want like three grams of mushrooms i'm like dude thank god your car self-drives yeah <laughs> no shit yeah i thank god for that all the time no i like it's the only way i feel okay with him yeah imagine a car he was still that's just the only way the i feel okay driving yeah no <laughs> Yeah, you, you're not like my favorite person to ride with just because it's more secure than anything else. When I used to have the Altima, if I was like not feeling 100%, I'd be like, I can't drive today. I would just mm -hmm. sit home. Yeah. yeah. I remember that a lot, having to pick you up because you'd be like, I can't drive today. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, you, you didn't have a car for a while. Not because you didn't have a car. You just didn't want one. You're like, I No, it was in Arizona. I know. And it was I, making me residual money because I was renting it on Turo. I was making like 400 bucks a month on that. That's what? nuts. You made money driving a car? No, no, no. I left my – do you know what Turo is? T U R O. You can like rent out your car. Isn't that that? I love churros. No. You can rent out your car. Okay. So people were paying like 30 bucks, 30, 40 bucks a oh, day. Oh, so you just left it and then I left, left it, it in out. Arizona. I left my friend the keys and I was just like, hey, just check on it every day. And uh, I would just text people. So bad. And it was a good little gig. Cool. But then I needed my car back and I asked Mike if he could drive it back for me because he was in Arizona at the time. I was unaware that the AC was broken and it was 120 degrees. You were renting people a car with broken AC? Correct. I guess you so. You know, I would be... <laughs> right? In Arizona, the most air-conditioning state. Oh, yeah. That's a state that I can't believe But yeah, exists. dude, I fucking love psychedelics. Wait, dude, Um, after I take this bong in, I'm going to tell you about this time I went to an ecstatic dance festival in Arizona. Do you ecstatic even know what that dance? is? No. Um, hold on. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> 
I, yeah, so me and Bianca have been having a great fucking week. We yeah, just, you guys did a lot of lot of fun drugs. Yeah, I, well, I, I got ringworm, so I can't fucking, I couldn't train. Have you been giving other people ringworm? I didn't, get, I didn't get ringworm. Probably. I mean, as soon as I noticed it, I left because I don't want that shit going around. No, I mean, like, possible. out here in the world. Didn't you go, like, swimming at a party on yeah, Saturday? Yeah, you been going and doing the uh, gym? My, my girl's fine. Okay. All that matters. She hasn't gotten it. She doesn't. Wait. I don't know why that sentence was so confusing to me. My girl's fine. It sounded like you were talking about as if you had your own vagina. (laughs) My girl's fine, so I'm not worried. He does. My dick feels so good in your pussy. (laughs) Or whatever. Yeah. That's not it at all. That's the correct one. You have to fuck up the joke when you're quoting another comedian. Oh. It's out of respect. Out of respect. If you say it right, it's still funny. It's just just plagiarism. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but I need to tell you about this ecstatic dance festival. (laughs) I was going to do the reverse of the Chris Rock black people versus Edward joke. Just misquote it out of respect. (laughs) Continue. That's funny for me. Tell us about the ecstatic dance festival. (laughs) Dude, so I go to Arizona with my mom and we go to Mm -hmm. Sedona. Mm -hmm. And they've got like, my mom is kind of like, I don't know. She's into weird shit. Yeah? Yeah. She told me to do ketamine recently. She hot? Actually, my mom's beautiful. Um, like, I wouldn't say she's, like, hot. I'd say mm-hmm. she's, like, a beautiful woman. Okay. So she's fat or? No, no, no. She's <laughs> so just, like, she's, nice. she's not, like, that milfy mom. She's uh, just, like, uh, oh, that's oh a nice, I mean, she's in her 60s and she looks great. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of out of your milf stage. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, she looks like she's, like, the manager of Zara or she something. She went from milf to gilf? No. She just has, like, really nice skin and she... Keeps her. She just. She looks like she owns like expensive candles. Yeah, I could like show you a picture if you want. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care. <laughs> Do you want to bang Bianca's Send me mom? All of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What yeah. if Eli was your stepdad? That'd be cool. I basically oh, am. Damn. I don't want to get beaten. Yeah. <laughs> no, she just wants the incest porn part of it. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say yeah. this is how Pornhub started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, stepdad. What are you doing? I don't need stage time. <laughs> 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 so you're with your mom and I wanted to <laughs> Dude it's so They're known for like these vor- Vortexes mm-hmm. and weird Not weird but like Spiritual stuff like that So then no, we go weird. And we drive yeah, <laughs> Out into the middle of What is it Is that like Mountains or desert Cause it's kind of like It's, can- it's like yeah. canyons Yeah it and is And we go there And it was like this flat rock Over the sunset And all of these people Clearly on So many drugs mm-hmm. Just dancing To um, Like there's like Basically like Native American bass music. Ooh, fun! I never even heard of it before this. It was kind of, it was kind of good. Was there a drum beat? Um, Rum and bass. Yeah, because they're alcoholics. <laughs> no, dude, these, they had much deeper, yeah, uh, addictions than alcohol. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and they had like these, this light in the meth? middle, and all of them something. <laughs> Is there a lot of meth? There was. You don't go out in the middle of the mountains of Sedona and dance with like a hundred other people, like, and not be on something. Yeah. Um, that's a good time for mescaline. I wanted to be involved though, mm-hmm. but mescaline. I'm not. I couldn't dance like they were dancing. Yeah. So I just like kind of stood outside of the circle. I was gonna like, say you should twerk. And like, like this. <laughs> no, but I was like like that weird. I was like this, and then I found some people when we got high. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we went that's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. But they exist. So if you guys Sedo- ever want to go to an ecstatic dance festival? Interesting. Sedona's beautiful. It actually, it really is. I went to boarding school there, which sucked. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know that. I always pictured campus. your your boarding school in like Utah or Montana. Or Montana's the second because one. That's where all that, was, oh. that was the main one that fucked me up. Oh, yeah. good. Because that's where all like the kids go to like 
the ones that get sent away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I dated a guy in high school, and um, his parents, in, like the middle of the night, just sent him off to like Montana. That's what happened to me. For smoking weed. <laughs> Were you that's, what what? that's what happened to me. That's Whoa. exactly what happened to me. Yeah. That's crazy. I actually, before that, I spent 11 weeks in wilderness camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he did. And then he moved on to like the school portion. What, do you know what school he went to? No. <laughs> do I say his name? I wonder no. if I know him. I know. Say his name afterwards so we don't have to have them bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't say anything bad about him. No. Then say his full legal name his name, and was, date of his birth. name was Sean and he had blonde hair that was like kind of curly. You knew Sean William Scott? How did... No. <laughs> yeah, no. But um, I figured you would know him by that. You probably didn't know him. Uh, Wilderness Camp was actually cool. It got to a point where I was like, oh, I have nothing. This is terrible. Where's my iPod? And then after a while, I just accepted my fate. And I was just like, oh, I'm just out here in nature, like cooking my own You're going to go back eventually. Might as well. I could have stayed out there for... I would have rather stayed there for another year than go back to, than to go to boarding school. <sighs> So do you have yeah. any desire to ever like move back to the woods or is it kind of trauma? No. Like do you connect to it or is it like um, traumatizing? No, I was able to separate the woods from the emotional uh, abuse. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I I think it took me a while for like that too because I did the woods camp did thing Did everybody too. go to woods camp but me? I've yeah, it looks been, like it. I've never even been camping. Really? No. How do you, I'm, I'm, you I've always been more of a tropical the, I've guy. Been like, I've been like cabins. I like to yeah, like live by the water. I've never been like in a tent by the water in the middle of the woods. Well, if you want some tent experience, there's several of them under 35. Oh, yeah. ask, ask one of those Let's gentlemen. Let's get a squad yeah. together yeah. and go camping. I'd go camping. Yeah, I'll do camping. We should go to Big Bend. Is there a big clock? No, that's... You're uh, retarded. That's, good one. I hate you for making that joke, but also ha 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 ha. But no, it's down south. It's leave in the comments if that was a good joke. <laughs> yes, please let him know how terrible that was so he stops doing this to us. <laughs> I will never stop. I don't give a shit what you think. You <laughs> fucking stupid. I adhere to no one. <laughs> oh. I uh I had a crazy experience last night. I had fans come to a show for the first time and that it wasn't like pre-planned. I showed up to do the show at WTF Ice House. And then a group of people said they had seen me at sunset. And we're like, you're very funny. We came to watch you again. Wait, that's really cool. It that's was. That's so dope. It was that's insane. Because, like, see, I've been recognized. I had my first person recognize me. Like, I've been recognized at the comedy club where people are like, oh, I saw you go on last week. But um, I went to, uh, what is, where Connor plays music. Um, where does he go? Whiskey? No. Um, Latchkey? doesn't matter. I went to this bar and people were like, oh my God, I know who you are. And her friend was like, she's fangirling right now. And I was like, that was my first time I've been recognized at a bar. But mm-hmm. I've never had somebody recognize me go out of my way to go. So that's fucking dope. That's yeah, even like nuts. a step higher. Of re- the, you know what I mean? It, yeah, well, I had fucking six hot girls show up to watch me. Yeah, Eli, I, they were there for me. I met them with <laughs> Bianca <laughs> yes. and I got one of their numbers and there was like three of them. And they're like, all right, we'll come to your show. And I was like, all right, sure. And I like was texting her. I didn't really expect them to come. And then she's like, all right, we're coming. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And then she comes on, comes in with six, like, hot girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what the fuck? This is so cool. That is cool. And then I had a pretty good set. And then they were all like, you were really funny. Dude. And it, you were funnier than everyone I've seen. It, and I was like, yes. So they're hot girls and good liars. <laughs> yeah. Aren't all hot girls good liars? Yeah. Uh, you can't have one without the other. <laughs> it was very weird to perform for them because, like, I... I wasn't at all nervous for the show before that because it's at WTF Ice House, which yeah. the back room like like how you put the Ice House on there. Well, n- what? Because well, WTF means like eight different things to me, but 
either way, so at that place, that back room where they do comedy, that is not an ideal place for jokes to be happening. Yeah. It's long ways. The stage is here, so you don't have a good width of crowd. It's an echo box. The most people you can have seated is like 20. There's and, not a lot of seats. And, and there's that long community table at the front, which like not only do people have to get over the mental hurdle of sitting in the front of a comedy show, which no one wants to do, but also then they have to sit with strangers. So it's like... It's just not an ideal setup. But so, like, I wasn't at all nervous for it because it was like, I don't give a shit. And I'd already done a show there at 7.30. And then these people showed up and I immediately was like, oh, fuck. They saw me at sunset. They've already seen all those jokes. I can't just do the same jokes yeah. for them again. They just saw them two weeks ago. Fuck. I, and I'm doing 15 minutes and, like, I can't do my best seven. So let's see what other jokes I have. And uh, I, because they already liked me, they were willing to go with me places on stories. Um, and I just did true stories the whole time. I just did the like losing the virginity story and like all those. Was, did you lose your virginity in a weird way? Um, not. Uh. Mike lost his virginity in a Eiffel Tower. Yeah, me and what? another dude banging a chick. And then they got her pregnant. Oh, and then oh, yeah. why yeah. did I picture you B. fucking in the? I was like, you lost. <laughs> yeah, in the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah, sixteen. I was like, that's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was oh, wow, That's sweet. literally immediately what yeah. I thought. We wept, you know? Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not, okay. I lost my virginity, I guess, when I was like 15. Mm hmm But. He was 30. Th right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. He was my uncle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, I didn't, I, you know, some girls pop their cherry, some girls don't. Mm -hmm. I thought I was just someone who, like, didn't. I guess some people say like it can just happen like naturally or you mm -hmm. don't notice you think it's your period or whatever. I didn't I thought it didn't happen. It happened when I was like twenty four years old. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So you were just getting shallow dicked for five years? I didn't even know what sex was until I was twenty four. I wasn't a virgin, but I wasn't getting it. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy it up until that point? Yeah, but I like I never like came from the physical I had come from the sex brief like you know, I'll come from sex, but I actually like the end of it. If all of sex feels good, but if you get me to come, it's at the end of sex. Uh huh. I think I like the guy getting. Well, that's off. when the end is. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like after the. I'll come after the guy. Okay, well, that's I what I mean. I have a boner now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I, I'd always enjoyed it, but um, that was the first time I got. I guess. So unrelated question, Bianca. Uh, what are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. I did a, a unfortunate amount of hymen research uh, <laughs> because of Ti. Uh, because Ti did the interview uh, with I don't remember who it was, but it was like some the people. rapper, correct? Yeah, the okay, rapper Ti. We're all on the same page. Ti, uh, real name Clifford Harris. Okay, uh, thank you so much. I thought it's Tip Harris. No, Clifford. His real name is Clifford, like the dog. Yeah. Which, what the fuck is that? Amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's that's what it is. What, it's, no, it's what tip. drugs was that guy on? Tip. <laughs> That, in, in movie, in movie, in the credits in movie season, it says Tip Harris. Okay, well, while maybe, I'm it's this, maybe his legal name is Clifford Tip yeah, Harris. Yeah, Clifford Joseph Harris Jr., better known by the stage names T.I. and Tip. Oh, Tip is a stage name? Yes, very Dude, obviously. that was in the credits Can of a movie. Can you do stage names? And he had T.I. versus T.I.P. as an album and a song. Oh, I don't pay attention. Well, I guess it's kind of like the like Eminem and uh, Stan. and yeah. Stan and... Marshall Mathers and the whole thing. He's been a lot of people. But anyway, so <laughs> T.I. Uh, got under got a lot of flack because he... What's would, flack? Uh, grief. 
Okay. People are giving him shit. Is that a slang word or is that yeah, an actual it, word? It's, it's an old word. Wait, wait, wait. Bianca used to say, I wung it. And I was like, no, it's, <laughs> it's winged it. Dude, I have gone my entire life saying like, like for instance, if I'm talking about going it? up on stage, I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I just wung it. Forever. And yeah. he, I was like, that's not a word. And I was like. Yeah, what are you getting, Chinese food? I, I was like, that. how has nobody told me? I, I don't know. It kind of, you know exactly what I'm saying though when I say it. For sure, but that's not the not point of language. Not people correct hot girls. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, dude, I have a whole thing about if if you look at where a girl lights her bowl, you can tell how other people, how hot other people think she is. Yes. You, you, always you be, convinced me of that. You have to write up on the outside. See, someone has told you this. So someone that was either trying to fuck you because of weed or someone that wasn't trying to have sex with you explained that to you, right? No, I just always did it because, it, you know, then you kind of move around the green. A man explained that to well, you, you know, right? No, no, no. Someone told you this. I, I, I you didn't know. I do it to conserve greens. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's that's the reason you do it. But yeah. what I've found is that, like, 90% of girls that you encounter, hot girls will just light Rip the from fucking... from the middle? Mi- yeah. Oh, God. Because no one ever tells them. Okay, because yeah, they're but... like, oh, you're, they'll smoke your weed. And Dude. the guy's like, I'm getting laid. So oh. they don't ever say anything. I also... Girls who smoke weed and then they're like, oh, but like I never have to buy my own. I'm like, you're a fucking pussy. Yeah. I don't know, but I've been smoking weed every single day, multiple times a day since I was like 15. So... That bong case I brought in here, I've had that since literally high school. Hell yeah. Yeah, I used to keep it in the trunk of my car. Yeah. yeah. I bought a rubber bong so that I had a travel bong. I always had glass ones. Yeah. Um, I used uh, water bottles, big pen shafts, duct tape, and I st- aluminum foil. I started on <sighs> apples. I started on apples, then I upgraded to a bowl, and then I've always just had glass. Yeah. They worked great, man. I, I was a little MacGyver back in the day. Dude, we were like poor high school kids going into like grocery stores and stealing mm-hmm. apples. <laughs> They're like... 10 cents or something. Yeah. How much is one apple, Michael? $10? <laughs> That's from Arrested Development. It's a great show. And then you eat the apple after. Ew. <laughs> you bake it into a yeah, pie. Yeah, that's how you get more high. Yeah. Uh, I The very first thing I ever smoked out of was an apple when I was 15. And then I smoked it out of a hookah. And then it like as soon as I started smoking on my own, I had like an older weed mentor guy. And he made me buy a metal pipe. So it looked like a socket, and it had like a cap that you screwed over the bowl okay. that had just a little hole. So you could light that and just torch the whole fucking bowl in there. But it got hot, and like so then I yeah those you get, they get really hot. They'll burn your lips. Yeah, and I was like, why the fuck would anyone do this? And he's like, it's the best way to smoke. And I was like, all right, you might be retarded. Did you grow up poor? And he's like, yes. And yeah, like, all right, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because you were smoking aluminum foil, and you yeah. think that's normal. <laughs> it's insane. So I, yeah, I've been glassed since the first 17. time I smoked weed. It was this kid who. Um, he stole some girl's iPod and was mm-hmm. trying to sell it to me. Mm-hmm. And then so I IM'd her and I was AIM'd her and I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, if you, I know who has your <laughs> iPod, I'll I'll get it for you if you give me hundred bucks." <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then so I got called into the principal's office because uh-huh. she told on me and said that I stole her iPod. And yeah. then no, I'm just uh, they asked a bunch of it. other people that like could have been involved and. Everyone said that that kid stole the iPod, uh-huh. and then that kid said that I stole it. Yeah. And uh, I was just, you know, like, I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble, so I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, is this you? And they have a printout of our conversation. That's my screen name. And I'm like, yeah, I was just bluffing. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ended up getting sent away. I awesome. I and then, but he, um, so this kid, my first time smoking weed with him, uh, my friend Max, who just died, uh, rest in peace, Max Babiak. Babiak? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm glad he's dead. That's a terrible name. 
I'm just kidding. Well, right, his Pete. whole family's still alive, and they have the same name. <laughs> well, you they're guys, not going to be too happy about that. Are they watching this? Are you? Are the Babyaks sitting around mourning their son, watching Giggle Boys? Because there's better ways to do it. I know. Uh, I know. Max would have enjoyed right, me to make a joke about him, so I'm going to say that he died trying to do a new dance move, the overdosey dough. <laughs> IP Max. That's Max, awesome. Max is a big fan of my comedy and a big supporter. Before you, yeah, move, anyways. Wait, before you move forward, I can't enjoy anything until you tell me what your AIM screen name was. Eli H03. Oh, that's not good enough. <laughs> Mike's was Fudge Packer. Exactly. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted from you. Continue. I... No, my main one, though, was Loke to the Brain. God. Any dude. Brother Lynch fans in here? Brother Lynch Hung. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Hell yeah. The stupid sunglasses? The no. Lokes? Oh, uh, no. No? Brother Lin Chung's a rapper that raps about... Yeah, no, about... I'm well aware. I have a friend that overdosed and died, also named Ryan, who... <laughs> he's not watching, or his family, but he loved Brother Lin Chung, and he would always sing that Loke to the brain, insane, all day, every day. Yeah, it's not good music. It is good music. You listen to shitty music. No. Anyways, this guy, my, my friend Max is like... We're, there was like a water polo tournament, and then one of the guys from like a Laguna Beach TV show was there, and like the whole school was there. And it was Orange County was fucking gay, yeah, super fucking gay. Uh, that's why I moved out of there as quickly as I could. But uh, my friend Max was like, "Hey, Eli, he's got weed," and I was like, "Really?" And then uh, so he's like, "Yeah, follow me." We go walk to the end of the high, we're at high school, and we go walk to the end of this thing. We hop this fence. And we go into this bathroom that's in this community pool. And then he opens like the paper towel dispenser. And behind it, he just has a water bottle bong with a big pen with an aluminum foil top. Yep. And uh, I remember there was this one song that I was like, the first time I get high, I want to listen to this. So I just put in my headphones and I rip it. And I get so fucking high, I could not climb back over the fence. Nice. To Have you get ever blacked out. out from weed? I think I am right now. But then I get back to my high school and everyone's like, oh, he's high. And it was such a fucking stressful. It was not a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I. I It's like when I fucking Leo at the comedy at at Creek in the Cave, I show up there and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just took a bunch of mushrooms. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, let me see your pupils. And like looks close. I'm like, get the fuck away from what kind of question is that? Yeah. I want to stare into your soul. <laughs> Get away from my thoughts. <clears throat> Dude, one time I, I hadn't smoked weed for like three years. And uh, okay. then, I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then I went to smoke again and I just smoked like a little tiny bowl. And because it had been so long, I got stupid fucking high and I didn't realize how high I was. And then me and my girlfriend at the time went to go see the movie The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, sound, that sounds So I, I'm driving and I get there and I park. And it feels like everyone is just an alien saying crazy shit. I'm like, hi, I need two tickets. They're like, two tickets for you, sir, right away. Like, what's happening? The Truman Show. (laughs) Yeah. And like, they're being all super polite and bubbly. And I get like a bunch of snacks. And we go inside and watch the movie. And I didn't realize how sad it was going to be. But it's like a cancer love story thing. And I bawled my eyes out for like an hour and a half, just sobbing so hard. (laughs) What movie? (laughs) The Fault in Our Stars? Never, never heard of it. It's a sad one. It's a cancer love story. So the first but, time, yeah. the first I, time I ever took an edible, because mm-hmm. um, I, I told you I lived in Colorado, so they, mm-hmm. at this point I had like dispensaries and everything, yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. like medical grade, and it was a thousand milligrams or like some outrageous amount. I'm not going to lie. I was in high school. I don't remember what the exact number was. Yeah. But I ate the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it's the first time I ever took one. I was so high. I literally... 
I was like blacking in and I've never, that was yep. the only time I've ever like blacked out on weed and I blacked like out and back in and it was the strangest experience because I swear to God, I went from like not even knowing what was going on. I blacked back in and I'm like, it was like clear. Mm-hmm. Everything was clear. And I was like, you got to tell my mom I have a concussion. Like I, I like knew I was going to leave again. Mentally, yeah. And I was like, you got to figure this out. So they did. They uh-huh. said, cause we went sledding. And so they told my mom I had a concussion. Like this is, my like high school boyfriend at the time had to literally like, carry me out to the. I was so fucking high, Jeez. and so what do they do? They call the family Mike's doctor. Jealous. No, yeah, <laughs> they were at. A, they called my family doctor, and um, when you have a concussion, you're not allowed to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And like he, they even put me on the phone with him, and I was speak. I was like, all I remember is apple cider, mm-hmm. and that was my last memory. Perfect. So they had to keep me awake, and I just oh. remember watching. <laughs> 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 oh my god. The only thing you that could make you feel better is, is to sleep. go to sleep oh, when you're that high. And we were watching, um, wait, what was the show with the boxes? You guessed the number. Um, uh, Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal. And I just remember we were watching Deal or No Deal. And I would, like, that's my only memory. I'd fall asleep. And they'd be like, no. And I'd, like, pop back awake. They kept 21. <laughs> they kept me up to, like, four in the morning. I didn't get to go to school the next day. And, like, my mom still thinks I have brain trauma from it. Yeah. Like, you never told be... her the truth? No, to this day. Mom, Dude, sorry. It's funny. No. Why? I don't know. It's kind of funny that she also thinks that I've had a serious head injury. And yeah. so, like, even like. You just milk that? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But we've been, like, in doctor's offices, and she'll be like, oh, well, you had that really bad concussion. <laughs> or, like, she'll be like, <laughs> we'll be talking about something I like to say, I don't know. And she'll be like, well, you had that head injury. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure I did have that head injury. That's going to be awesome when your mom finds out, like, there's been no reason. Yeah, when are they going to tell her? Yeah, she's like, there's actually just something wrong with you. <laughs> Let's send her this clip. Yeah. When are you going to tell her? I don't know. Sorry, Mrs. Bianca's maybe... mom. Your your daughter didn't have a head injury. See, I would tell her. I'm not not telling her, but it's also there's entertainment to her just like thinking where we're at now. But like if my mom were in the room, I would still tell this story. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's funny. My mom, like in high school and stuff, like my dad was always super chill about like me smoking weed. He was on. He was like, honestly, I'd rather have you like getting high in somebody's basement than you like out underage drinking and driving and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but my mom was like opposite. She. Like hated weed, and then um, <laughs> and so then now though like I like before I got into comedy I was actually selling like or like doing like PR and everything for mm-hmm. like uh marijuana companies oh and, like, cool cannabis companies and so like it's funny I was like how ironic mother that you hated me doing this and you said it was gonna be like a bummer to my future and yeah. that's like how I'm making money now so yeah but now she, I'm gonna I'm a fucking adult. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. That's a good point. I, yeah. How old are you? 25. But like, I left home when I was 18 and like, I paid for my own school and me I, too. so it's like, nice. at a certain point, it's like, what can you really say to me? You're not. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You're yeah. short. Yeah. It was cool. The last <laughs> time, the last time my mom was in town, we were at my apartment and she was talking about a conversation I didn't want to have. And I was like, this is my apartment. Yeah. And she was just Yeah, like, mom. This is my apartment. I don't care if I came out You're going to live under my roof. Lips. You're going to play by my rules. Yeah. yeah. Payback, baby. Dude, we got McDonald's at home. Yeah. Fuck you, mom. You don't tell me what to do. Ice cream for breakfast. Yeah. Every day. Let's go. And my mom would always It's say, not that good. Ice cream for breakfast? Yeah. I'll eat it. From me, coming from you? I know. You're full of shit. No, no dude. It's a, it's, it's a hard way to start your day because then it's all downhill from there. To be honest. <laughs> but I started my day with amazing ice cream. Now what do I do? Well, do I so just jerk start... off and play video games and go to sleep? You want to start your day with wood chips? 
No, I don't want to start it terrible either. I want to start it good and then go to great. I honestly, if I could be for real, I think like my best way to maybe start a day like that, and it's just by coincidence when it happens, is like with like leftover spaghetti. I like to eat like dinner meals in the morning. I don't really do breakfast foods. My wife loves. I like breakfast with dinner spaghetti. Yeah, you know, that doesn't tickle me like it tickles people. I like Denny's at two p.m. I don't like Denny's ever, man. Me and Gary always hit Denny's. Fuck Denny's. If I eat breakfast, my ideal breakfast. There used to be this place I would go, and it was called the Kitchen Sink. Uh-huh. No, that's what the meal was called, and uh-huh. it was basically just like potatoes, eggs, green chili. Yeah, like a big scramble. All, yeah, like a big. It can't be too scrambly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, like, I like. That's, well, that's why you weigh seventeen pounds. You know, you got these picky, dumb food opinions. No, no, that's not picky at all. That's just like <laughs> can't be too scrambly. What the fuck does that mean? Like, I don't want it, like not like an omelet. Like there can't be like, like it's got. That's a... not scrambly. <laughs> <laughs> that's omelety. <laughs> that's that's a, t- a scramble is where eggs. it's all mixy and no, shit. I want an my... omelet is where it folds with I, shit in the middle. I want my eggs to yolk. So what you is... want to push it and it goes. Bah! Like yeah. egg porn? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over yeah. medium, over easy. And I feel easy. like if you over scramble, right. then you're getting scrambly eggs. But, yeah, but the scramble... Okay. All right. I understand. Yeah, I can't touch this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of food opinions. <laughs> Listen, this is our uh, first woman on the podcast and the last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Diva cup. What do you think? <laughs> you know what that is. I don't think Eli does. How about a she-wee? Oh, yeah. That's a good question for women. I've asked some women about this, and they've tried and been opposed. Little lady dicks? No, it's, the shoe like is a funnel. A, it's a it's funnel a, You hold it up to your so pussy, you and then it pee. spits the pee out like you're having a dick. So you can stand to pee. Ah, uh, all this squat? You already Like, that seems it. like an unnecessary. Then what do you do? You're just going to carry that pee funnel around all day? I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna oh, wait, I got a pee, girl. and I just need a... Good yeah, thing you I should buy one for your girlfriend. Yeah. Maybe if you're, like, camping... I, well, I, no, I get the point of squat. The point of it is to have the enjoyment of getting to stand yeah, and pee. In order to do that in other places, you would have to carry that thing physically on you. And? I would rather not keep a Put it on jump. a keychain so it's outside your purse and just have a seaweed dangling. And then people be like, what's that? And be like, it's I'm into cooking. It's excess. a funnel. Yeah, it's yeah. a new accessory. <laughs> yeah. I'm diet trans. I, I wear it around like my neck like a rape whistle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. <sighs> what are you Googling over there? Oh, I'm buying a shiwi. Yeah, I forgot. That he, <laughs> he was serious about that. Yeah. So, uh, edible story. I I ate a thousand milligram edible one time. That was uh, it was called the Cordova Black. It was a brownie. I bought it in L.A. I was out there visiting. I drove from. I was going to my friend's 40th birthday party in Temecula. Yeah. So I'm staying in Temecula. I drive all the way up to L.A. to try and go to the comedy store to see Neil Brennan. Sold out when I get there. I asked to be on the waiting list. They're like, you're not going to get in until like 1.30. I'm like, fuck, okay. So I leave. I go to a dispensary. I ask them for the strongest thing they have. They give me a 1,000 milligram brownie. And they're like, hey, don't eat the whole thing. I was like, you guys are idiots. Like, I'm giant. I can do all the drugs. It's fine. Do you have a concussion too? So, no, so I, I ate the whole brownie. and Mike's had many concussions. I have, actually, like real ones, not even from weed. And uh, I probably have CTE. It's whatever. But no, I've actually had one. They hurt, right? Yeah. Well, kind of, yeah. A, a, a lemonade stand. Fell down what? the stairs and hit me. That is the whitest sentence. That's the whitest sentence that's ever existed. I was given a concussion by a lemonade stand falling downstairs. Like, no. true fucking, like I was up, I was carrying a lemonade stand down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we just tumbled. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're you. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I started comedy. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I ate this brownie, and then I get on uh, the 405 to drive back down to Temecula, and I'm ready for my fucking hour-plus drive. And as I'm driving, there's all the time this happens in L.A. where they shut down roads, and they'll just stop you on the road for no fucking reason. So I, I'm driving along, and then a cop comes out of nowhere and starts doing this zigzag pattern and slowing us all down, and then he just stops. And then all of us have to stop on the freeway. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, well, this fucking sucks. And it's like 30 minutes that we're stopped or whatever. So by the time that I get back going, the weed has now kicked in. Oh, no. So like the 1,000 milligrams have started to take hold. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to make it to Temecula. And I remember like the sign, like having to squint at all the signs and thinking every other car on the road was a cop. And then I finally got to my hotel, and I pulled in. And it was like, I don't know, probably 1 in the morning by that time. And I fell asleep, and I woke up the next day at like 8 p.m. and was still like, uh, from it, but like that was that's too much weed. Yeah, that's a yeah. Lot. My friend uh, baked a bunch of edibles, mm-hmm. and I was like really hungry, and I was just like, oh, I'll have a cookie. And then I got super high, and then I was like, well, now I want more cookies. Yeah, they're so. Good. I ate the entire it, it tray of good. edibles. Yeah, I ate an entire thing of edibles, and I slept for like th- maybe two or three days. Mm-hmm. And every time I took a shit, it smelled like weed. Yeah. I had a girl that I hooked up with on Tinder that gave me a blowjob, and then she said my cum tasted like weed. And I was like, that's pretty cool. One, like, I wonder if you get high from that. One time my- I heard my cum tasted like drugs. <laughs> you get a, you, Somebody swallows your load and they get a Coke drip. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a gummy? <laughs> it's a cummy gummy. I have so much testosterone, my girlfriend's growing a mustache. <laughs> that would be Dude, that's because your girlfriend's a dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> has a full schlong. <laughs> that would be funny. That would make that sense. That was once and it was in Thailand. <laughs> it's surprising how often that comes up. Yeah. Your dude in Thailand. Well, I bring it up. What? This is what? Episode 13? I'm proud of it. No. And I would say it's come up in nine of those 13 episodes. Really? Yeah. You fucked a Thai- Taiwanese trance? I don't think I've ever told the story. I don't think the full story. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. So it's Did not, we hit an it's hour? not now. Okay, cool. Uh, Do you want to hear the story? A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get it out there once and for all. So, all right, let's uh, hear. Oh yeah, Eli fucks a man. Hand me that. Cheers. That so yeah, I was. Yeah, I was let's, uh, let's load up. Load a fresh bowl for this one. <laughs> I was twenty-two years old. I. Uh, it had been my dream to go to Thailand with a group of my friends for a couple of years at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was just too busy. No one could do it. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go solo. So I get a one-way ticket to Thailand. Actually, I went on birthright to Israel. And then I took a trip over to Czech Jewish? Republic. Listen. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know. And he won't even use it to control the media. It's so uh, anyway, We're getting We should there. be That's, famous. This is he, part of the media. He won't even control the media. All right, yeah. I'm going to control the media. I told Bianca this. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I just... Well, yeah, so I, I go to Israel. That was... Weird because you couldn't drink during the day. I, I thought it was going to be a whole party. But Is that a law it wasn't. there? No, it was just part of the, the group oh. thing. The laws there are cool. They're... No day drinking was a, a, group, yeah. a group rule. That's very funny. You could only drink after dinner. And they almost kicked me out because they were like, hey, I noticed as soon as dinner ended, you ran right to the wine. Dude, I would eat dinner at like, like 3 p.m. Yeah, I thought I'm allowed to. And he's like, you are. But like the fact that you're that trying to like, I was like, okay, well, I didn't do anything wrong. So fucking leave me alone. Yeah. And then, yeah, I almost got kicked off a bunch of times. That sounds right. Um, 
And uh, everyone hated me. It was hilarious. That was Eli's I made friends fraternity. with this one kid named Raphael, who was just like me. And he was like a, a producer of some sorts. He lived in L.A. And we would just sit in the back of the bus and write jokes together and say the most fucked up shit. Like, oh, I hooked up with this Jewish girl. She kept kosher. So I put a, had to put my meat and milk in separate holes. Mm-hmm. And we were just like saying like all this fucked up shit in the back of the bus laughing hysterically while the rest of the bus could hear us the whole uh-huh. time and they're just like fuck those guys awesome and uh yeah i had a, I had a fun time so then you get to thailand and, and you're uh, like i had so much fun with a boy <laughs> i want to see how far i can take this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Then the, <laughs> that then guy I, has such a great personality i might just fuck too <laughs> i wish i wish i could find a thai Raphael. <laughs> do jokes with him i'll you put thought some... of Raphael the whole time Raphael. yeah so then we went to <laughs> Then we went to uh, Czech Republic, where I went and saw my buddy Chuck, the hockey player. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no one spoke English at all. Oh, I remember. You, yeah. So I had a Snapchat story, and I was just going up to be like, "Hey, uh, do you mind if I fuck your dead grandpa and shit in his mouth?" And they'd just be like, "Like, you could just say anything to anyone, and they would have no idea what you were saying." It was awesome. I had a whole Snapchat thing about it. I hope they had that saved. And then, uh, so then I was like, all right, it's too fucking cold here. I'm going to Thailand. I buy a one-way. I have no idea what I'm doing. I buy a one-way to Thailand. <laughs> I'm just like, sense. I'm just going to stay here until I have enough money to get a flight back, and uh, which lasts about three months. And... <laughs> 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 Pretty good for fucking $5,000. No shit. And so uh, I get there, and I'm like, all right, I'm not about to be another statistic, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I'm staying on my P's and Q's. I'm staying on my toes. I'm Do you know around. what P's and Q's means? No. Okay. It's pints and quarts. It means don't get too drunk. It's an English saying. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Have you heard this? No. Oh, Mind your P's so and Q's. So Mike makes up a lot of shit, so we got to verify Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I do make up a lot of shit, but that one's real. Okay. Mind your pints and quarts. I uh... I didn't even have a guess. So yeah, I'll believe at this point. Whatever. Mind your pussies so, and queefs. So, <laughs> I literally, I thought pussies and queers. <laughs> yeah, perfect. One letter. So, anyways, I'm crossing my t's, dotting the eyes, and uh, <laughs> you did cross a t later. That's where we're going. I'm speaking in cursive. <laughs> yeah. So, did you dot num- his eye? Night number one. <laughs> his pink eye. Night number one, I hook up with this pretty cute girl that was working at the hotel, uh-huh. and she was totally a woman, and I was like. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is just going to be easy. Everyone's just going to want to hook up with me. That's great. Mm-hmm. And then I told my friend about it, and he was like, that's super rare. You got lucky. Uh, most girls, like, you have to pay them. Like, every girl's, you know what they say? Everyone's has their price. Mm-hmm. In Thailand, it's just like $50. <laughs> so it's like literally everyone is potentially a hooker. Everybody wow. is $50. Yeah. Well, I What's had a threesome price? for $54 oh. the second night. That was, well, man, 22 years old. Blasting the new Action Bronson album, drinking fucking Dos Equis. Somehow they had that out there. No, I was drinking fucking, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then I'm just getting blown by two hookers at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and they were old. Why were your legs crossed? That's going to make it hard for them. Like, yeah, get just, in there. He had him in a chokehold. I, I was just drinking beers and I'm just like, yeah, I'm living. Yeah. I'm living right now. So anyway, That's too much you know, power at 22. I keep going about. <laughs> That's too much. You can't. This isn't that old. <laughs> I keep going. I keep going about uh, traveling and stuff and meeting people, and I keep seeing these hot ass girls and getting closer and seeing their shoulders and hands, and I'm like, whoa, the hottest girls in Thailand are guys. Mm-hmm. Check for the Adam's apple, right? That's another thing. Yeah. Um, so this has uh, never been an issue for me. I've never like girl, girls don't what have. What is it? You know? Girls yeah, don't have like, Adam's no apple. No one can tell that. you even have an Adam's apple. I know it's hidden in there. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is a Mike's apple, and it's a donut. It. I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> it's deep fried and turned into a, a pie. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm at this island, Co-PP, fucking beautiful place. Uh, I'm just by a <laughs> it was called Co-PP? Yeah. You banged a guy on Co-PP? <laughs> I thought you said we couldn't talk about cops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, I'm I'm on a ten. Day, I'm on. I've been on mushrooms for ten days. Classic. Drinking, insane buckets of alcohol. They give you alcohol by the bucket, like this. Like it's insane. They get it. And uh, so I go in to get a massage, and by massage, I just mean massage. Mm-hmm. If I want to get a fucking blowjob, that's five bucks more. Yeah, yeah. So then she offers me a blowjob for five bucks more, <laughs> and then uh, I'm like, fucking five bucks for a blowjob. Yes. Yeah. Put it on my tab. <laughs> yeah. Tinder's so at least twenty. <laughs> and she, but she's blowing me with a condom, and I'm like, oh, uh, you can't. Like, yeah, it's herpes. That sucks. Yeah, no, it's just that's what sex workers do to protect themselves. Is they and I have no condom. problem with it. That's it's gross. I don't want to take off the condom. I wasn't uh-huh. asking for that. But then she was like, "You want boom boom?" Which is what they say when they want to have sex. With you. They'll like come up to you on the street, like, "Hey, you want boom boom?" They do the little hand motion and everything. That's like, awesome. <laughs> boom boom. Yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then I was just like being all cocky and I'm like, for free? And she was like, yeah. It was a huge red flag. Because like I said, no pussy is free in Thailand. Especially, and it wasn't. Especially, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're fucking yeah. jerking dudes off There was no pussy involved, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. So she turns around. I put it in. I'm about like three pumps in. I might be rounding down. But then I look down. <laughs> I realize that I see her. Her I might be rounding down. Her, her pants are like pulled down, like right to here, but they're still like on here. Yeah. And I look down, and I'm just like, I hop out, and I'm like, "Let me see your fucking vagina," which is, I think, is a totally appropriate question to ask someone that you're having sex with. I think that is totally within the realm of uh, a responsible inquiry. But uh, I, she turns around, and she's like, "No, no, I'm lady," and I'm like, "Let me see your vagina then." And she's like, hey, lady, let me see your fucking pussy. <laughs> and she pulls down the front of her pants, revealing uh, this huge bush that could have hid 11 dicks behind it. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, let me see your vagina. And then she turns around and shows me, like, the bottom of her ass crack. And I'm just like, oh, God. She just tucked. And I, yeah, it was, it was in the middle there, obviously. I didn't see it, but it was clearly that it was a dick. So uh, I just go over there. I'm start freaking out. I'm just like. Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then I was like, this is going to make a really good comedy bit. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for the joke. <laughs> oh, my first. I t- usually do things for the joke. That one was an accident. I will yeah. do things. I, I'll be in a weird situation where I'm like, I don't really want to do this. And I'm like, but it could be really funny. Yeah. 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 I, uh, my first hooker experience, I was in Vegas and I was at like a party until like 1 like, there's or a two. first, implying that there's. I, I think I had, like four or five in my life, but. Uh, so, so it, it, anyway, so I I'm at this party at two. The bartender that they've hired for the party leaves, and I turn into the bartender, which is never a good idea because I have a very heavy pour. So now <laughs> everyone at this party is just fucking hammered, and they're like, and these are also at the time a lot of them are my bosses and like people that I work for. So like it's good that they're hammered around me, and then they're like, hey Mike, get us cocaine. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So I go and I try to find cocaine, and eventually I find some, and I come back up, and most of them are passed out. And I do coke with a few of them, and then they're like, hey, it's 5.30. Like, we got to dip. We got work at 9. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. 
So I leave and my phone is dead and I'm like, fuck, I have to take a taxi, which is never good in Vegas. So I go and I get in a taxi and the guy's like, hey man, you had a long night. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you trying to have fun? And I was like, I, I don't know, maybe. You know, like, what, what's up? And what's he's your like, definition of fun? I know, I know this place so we could go. And I was like, well, what happens there? And he's like, they got the best girls. And it's, you know, 5.30 and I've been doing coke and drinking all night. And I'm single at the time. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll treat myself. I've got extra money. So I'm like, yeah, take me to this place. So we drive like 20 minutes off the strip and we get to this shitty little like strip tomorrow. And there's uh, just one place that says massage in red letters. And we walk in and the front waiting area looks like the DMV. Like it's shitty chairs and a glass window with a lady behind it. And she's like, Michael, and, like taps the window <laughs> for you to come up. So then I go and I like sign in. And I tell him, like, they make you sign in? Did yeah. you use a fake name? No, I didn't even think about it. It was fucked up. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I sign he in. He signs his full birth name. Yeah, I'll give a shit. I don't even social... give Starbucks my real name. Yeah, I'll, put I mean, your I'll... social security number down. I would have if they'd asked. I'm yeah. an idiot. So, <laughs> so I fucking do that. And then I'm like, all right, I'm getting a massage. Okay. And they're like, $300. You have to pay up front. I'm like, Jesus H. Christ. Like, that's a lot. Uh, These are whores, what remember? What the fuck? So I, I pay. And then they call me back, and then this lady comes to get that's me, a and lot. I shit you not, she looks just like Sofia Vergara, and I'm like, holy oh. shit, like that's three hundred dollars. This is great. Like I could go bang this chick for three hundred dollars. That's so cool. So I, she walks me back to the room. She's being all nice, and then she's like, all right, lay down for massage. So then she starts giving me a massage, and it's shitty. Like it's just like, <laughs> like she's then, not really then, trying. And I'm like, all right, when does the cool part start? And then she's <laughs> like, if you want full, it's three hundred more. Like, what is full? And she's like, if you want to have sex, it's $300 more. And I was like, well, then what did I pay the $300 for it? She's like, for the massage. And I'm like, what? This is a terrible. And so I'm like upset. And she's like, you can leave. They and I was hustled like, you. What the fuck? And she's like, for $100 more, I'll give you a blowjob. And I was like, no, you can give me a blowjob for the $300 i have already given you. Like, that's insane. So then we're arguing. And then, and I, and then I'm like, fine, whatever. And I had a $100 bill in my pocket that we'd been using to snort Coke. So I unroll this fucking 100 and I fucking give it to her. And then she pulls out a condom and then she puts it on. But I'm frustrated and coked out. So I cannot get hard at all. So Make I've it got work. a condom on my soft dick and she just... <laughs> and this, I just like see the condom like straighten it out and she's looking at me like is this gonna work and I'm like I paid for it you better figure yeah. it out <laughs> that's on you bitch yeah, like, <laughs> this is your job now yeah. and, I, and that, that hundred dollars is gonna last me two hours I swear to god she did some kind of magic I came soft like my dick never got hard and I blew a fat load and then left and I, and I went home and then the next day I had a $300 charge and then a $500 charge on my card. When I had given them my card uh, at the beginning, they had taken it and then they ran it again. So I ended up paying $900 for a shitty soft blowjob with a condom on. Dude, I would have disputed it. I would have been like, my card was stolen in Vegas and somebody went to... <laughs> I was like 23. I was like, oh, I guess I just got hustled. Like, that sucks Dude, now. I remember, so like this was like... <laughs> I had like... Um, my bank... Now, I mean, obviously, I might, I've had my own bank account for years, but at one point, I was still on the one with, like, my parents, like, the separate, you know, mm -hmm. you go off. And I had that card, and I went to a sex shop, mm -hmm. and I didn't think about it, and then I was like, oh, damn, that's about to come up. Yeah. <laughs> so then I had to be like, oh, my card was stolen, <laughs> and just, yeah. you know, you're just like a little kid, you're freaking out, like... <laughs> <laughs> disputed a lot of transactions one time i bought uh, the last time that i bought a hooker i bought a hooker with and i used cash app 
to pay her. And then the next morning, I felt regret. So I called Cash App and was like, hey, I bought a hooker. And then she never fucked me, so I want my money back. And they were like, uh, we have to ban you from Cash App now. You, yeah, you, that's against you, the terms of service. You can't use this for that. And I was like, I was just kidding. Sorry. It was a dare. Yeah. My friend stole my phone. Yeah, like a JK LOL. <laughs> What, you guys don't get a joke? <laughs> I got banned from Uber because this guy charged me 150 bucks for puking on his car, mm-hmm. which I did not do mm. at all. Um, Says I've, who? I've never thrown, I haven't thrown up in years. Really? Yeah. Lucky? I thought you were bulimic. Why would you think that? <laughs> I'm literally just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now he's all sensitive. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I, I was hoping you to get a follow-up. You think is that what people are saying? I was, I know, I thought you had a follow-up. No, that was just it. Mm-hmm. Well, fucking do better. Well, you look like you like to gag. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll finish it for you. <laughs> and so, I, like, I was, I wasn't even drunk when I was in his car. I was, mm-hmm. He was getting a ride to this party. By the time that transaction, that uh, charge pops up, I'm hammered. Yeah. So I'm like freaking. I'm pissed off. I'm contacting sport. I'm like, I was raped. <laughs> and then, Great uh, solution. Yeah. And then they call me a bunch of times, like, "Hey, we need to talk about this with you." And uh she seemed very angry with me, and then yeah, I think I hung up on her because she was being a bit. No, she hung up on me. She was like, uh, "This conversation is being recorded," and I was like, "Okay, I'm recording it too." And they were, she was like, "No, you can't record it," and then hung up on me, and then uh, they just banned my account. Talk That's about crazy. victim blaming. <laughs> okay, nobody cared that I was uh, fake raped. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to do another apology. <laughs> Isn't all rape fake? Let's be <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You didn't like it at all. <laughs> Dude, I was watching uh, an episode. I don't even remember which crime show it was, but there was a girl and she got gang raped and she was upset because she came a whole bunch of times while she was getting gang raped. And the worst part is they made her boyfriend watch and she was upset because he had never make her come. And so then she was like, why can't I do this it for him? Or a fake no, story. it was a fake story. But like, oh, every time I watch like SVU or like any like Bones or any of these crazy stories. They made that a fake story. I know, I'm they so made glad that that's most... not real. That made me sad. Dude, all right, so we were watching once. Do you know who Jeremy Irons is? No. He did the voice of Scar. From The Lion King. Okay. So he's like a very impactful voice. So there's an episode of SVU, and me and Brittany are watching it, and we're going to sleep. And he first comes on, and he's like a sex therapist that's a sex addict. And and we're watching it, and we're talking about it. And she's like, oh, that's Jeremy Irons. He did the voice of Scar. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. And then it gets to a really intense part in the show where he's like, I got drunk, and I accidentally raped my 16-year-old daughter. And he says that. And I'm like, How do you accidentally do that? I, I know. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I look over at Brittany and she's just fucking dead asleep. And like, this is the most intense part of the show. Okay, but, real, real or fake? I'm sorry. Fake, 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 fake. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just SVU. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that's happened a lot, but. Probably. Yeah, Alabama's a place, but. I just couldn't remember if we're talking about a documentary or SVU, and I was like, I feel like no, I but it, like you have to think about this. There are people that what they do for a living is they just write up the most awful crime scenarios, and they're like, "How can we rape someone this week for SVU?" Yeah, have like watched, what? Have you ever watched like Criminal Minds or something? Yeah, all of it. And, and it's my favorite show. Oh yeah, I went through some serious Criminal Minds periods, but then you get to the end, and they always tell you like why they did the thing they did. Sometimes I'd be like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like shit, dude. That was what always bothered me about Criminal Minds is that they would have like these seemingly normal people, and then the stressor would be just like eight bad things in a row happen. It'd be like their wife got killed in a car accident. They fucking you know, their mom a, used I, to 
be a hooker and they would have to watch her fuck dudes or something. Yeah. Like, well, you know what? That is traumatizing. Yeah, that's like, okay, so you killed hookers. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry. It's your mom's fault, not yours. What's up with killing hookers? Why are they, like, the main... They're the easiest target because no one misses them. <laughs> that, I'm, 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 I'm not... They being mean, I'm just you saying. Like, like run away. They go after homeless. I feel like I know hookers that they, have friends. Also, they, put, but they, also put, them. they put themselves in more dangerous situations. If you wanted to kill a woman, you'd have to kidnap me, or you could rent a hooker. I mean, I'd rather kill a man. Yeah, so a homeless man. That's what I'm saying. But like the the people that are the highest targets, that are the highest risk targets, are people that aren't going to be missed. So like transients. Like if you go up to a homeless camp, or you go to a day laborer, and you're like, "Hey, man, I'll give you a hundred dollars to come build this fence today." He gets in your truck, and then you can do whatever to him. And who's going to call the cops? Yo, yo. Why do you? Look and if excited? you're in Oklahoma, it's only ten grand. <laughs> why do you look? He's okay. <laughs> You looked way too excited about that. <laughs> you you lit up. He did. Did you guys watch that uh, documentary, um, Seaspiracy? No. Yeah, I, I hated it because the pun was stupid. It should have been conspiracy. Uh, I'm on his side, but was, also. No, that was a very valid point. Yeah. Um, what was it about? I remember a lot of people. So it's out basically about. about how fucked up the fishing industry is. And it's like massively fucked up. Like, I don't even really eat fish like, anymore, okay. to be honest. Um,. But regardless, Eat crickets, goldencricket.com. Pre order now. It's delicious. <laughs> it is. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> From the cricket lord himself. Um, but they would, they talk about that. What we don't realize is, um, so like in the shrimping industry, there's like a ton of like adult kidnapping. They'll be like, hey, you want a job as a fisherman mm-hmm. on this boat? And these people will Rumble agree. Shrimp. And then they go out to sea and they never return them. Wow. So Camping. like there was like a like two escapees that were on the show, like giving their stories that were out at sea for like 13 plus years. Holy shit. Because they never redock. Yeah. Wow. And then they just get, a, they'll get murdered and just like tossed off the boat. Yeah. Damn. Ah, man, I really want like... Joe's Crab Shack? Yeah, I was just about to say, damn! Yeah, I was going to say, this is some pokey. Is Joe's Crab Shack still in Austin? Uh, there's one, it's like 30 minutes. Well, Galen's been Silver's? bugging me to go. Th- there was one that used to be like right, uh, right I by I can't Lady believe Bird. that that place still exists. No, that one closed down. That's yeah. where the Cidercade is now. I can't believe like, okay, how do you guys feel about like chain restaurants? Like the I Applebee's? Don't. I don't. I think, honestly, I think we should go to Gro- Joe's Crab Shack after this. No, I, barbecue. Okay. Yeah, you guys can do whatever. I have to go to therapy to fix my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got fucking. I got. We can talk about this. My fucking psychiatrist broke up with me. That's the funniest thing I've ever read. I just get a screenshot from you him at like two a.m. I didn't. I thought you were maybe like joking or something. No. no so, it's the okay. Funniest so thing I signed up for this thing. So, okay. Oh, I, we gotta go. Listen, I've always been opposed to my psychiatrist to antidepressants mm-hmm. because, like, you know, uh, you don't need that shit. You fucking natural, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm fucking depressed, even though everything in my life is awesome. I'll try antidepressants. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I got uh, prescribed uh, Cymbalta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's been working. Well, I wouldn't know. I've been drunken on acid this whole time. So. Good, 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 good. But uh, they just messaged me. Uh, Hi, Eli. I apologize for the delay. Your case was flagged and reviewed by our quality team. I discussed your situation with our medical director, and I'm afraid the scope of care that you need is beyond the capabilities of our telemedicine platform. I would highly recommend you seeing a dual diagnosis provider facility in your area. These specialists who deal with both the substance issues and the mood issues. There are a good number of options in this area that are already researched by research on google uh i wish i had better news but we really just want 
to get the care that you need. We regrettably, we are going to have to decline to treat you at this time. Our customer service team will be in touch. The funniest thing I've ever heard is they're like, you're too fucked up for us to fix over the yes, phone. Yes, exactly. And we'll tell you that. about it via email. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even give yeah, you a phone call. They don't I'm even gonna, see I'm going to okay. message them back and be like, I'm going to kill myself now, and it's your no, fault. No, don't do that. They'll commit you. Yeah, I know. You'll get involuntarily I'm just kidding. committed. Yeah, please don't do that. We won't be able I'm to record. Yeah. yeah. It would be very funny That's when you literally their only job. Yeah. Yeah. Only we, do, we do giggle boys from the, from the mental institution. <laughs> giggle boys, straight jacket edition. Yeah, we should like get, sitting there locked Welcome up. Welcome back to Giggle Boys. I'm your host. <laughs> oh, we should redesign the set to have padded walls. Oh, my God. And we'll just both be here in straight jackets. Yeah. Well, mine will be a gay jacket. You guys are normal. You guys are in suits, and your guest is in a straight jacket. Oh, we should do. We should just gaslight all of our guests into thinking that they're at a psych ward. <laughs> you steal them in the middle of the night, the night before their episode. Yeah, that's a good concept. I'd watch I, it. I <laughs> we took comedians and gaslit them into thinking they were psych patients. We stole them from their own beds and put them in a box. Comedians in asylums getting evaluated <laughs> by two psychopaths. Oh man. Man, you got to be a psychopath to be a psychiatrist. Like, right? Every every girl I know that's become a therapist is out of their fucking needs mind. fucking therapy. Yeah, dude. Well, because I mean, it's a good way to help yourself by helping other people. No, oh, it just gives you perspective. No, no, like, oh, your life sucks. Mine's not that bad at all. When you think about it, everything, every other doctor, like, if you were to break an arm, what do they do? They take an X-ray. If you were to have an internal industry or industry, uh, yeah, if you have an internal industry, <laughs> you're running a you're business a from your success. <laughs> But regardless, they use, like, they look at the problem from the inwards. When you go and see, like, a psychiatrist, your brain, like, we could measure the levels of our brains, and we just, like, talk it through. Like, mm-hmm. there can be a literal science behind, like, if you go and you're like, oh, I'm feeling depression or frustration, they literally have, like, ink that they can put in you that light up the parts of your brain that are working or not working. We just yeah, have- that's why psychiatry is bullshit, because exactly. you could just lie to them and get whatever you want. There's no sci- like, there's no science behind it. It's, like, all perceived it's how you perceive it. You could be a horrible. I mean, there's science behind the medication, but as far as the diagnosis, there's no science behind. Yeah, it. but even the medication, <sighs> it's all soft science. It's not yeah. hard science. It's not the numbers you yeah. autists like. But there's. It's like uh, your dick with that first hooker. Yeah, exactly. No, but cognitive behavioral therapy has lots of science behind it working, which is uh, like a different method. There are different methodologies that psychiatrists use that do have clinical reviewed, peer reviewed. Like researched methodology behind them. Like there's uh, an experiential training method called CAST that was actually pioneered by Dr. Phil of all people, oh, wow. but has been studied and accepted and used as a like a methodology for training and has been reviewed for PTSD and traumatic events. And so like there is a good science about it, but I'll tell you, dude, the first time I ever got on uh antidepressants, mm-hmm. my gynecologist prescribed it to me. Nice. Those are, but that's He's like, you got a sad pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been fucked in weeks. <laughs> just no, shoving fucking Zoloft in there. Legal, they're legally able to. So I called up and I was like, this is what I want. And she prescribed That's a, mm-hmm. a drug you're taking for like your mental function. That is that no, no, I actually. Which one was it? Um, That was Zoloft. And I did not SSRI, react to it well at all, and I was worse on it than I was off mm-hmm. of it. Like, I wanted to up my dosage, and I ran out, and so then I was, like, off of it for, like, 10 days. I was like, I'm happier now off of this shit mm-hmm. than I've been for the last four months. I thought I was getting worse. Honestly, yeah. what I'm most excited that's the thing, about— There was no science behind that. They're like, mm-hmm. that's a guy—that's a it's pussy just, doctor. Just, yeah. What I'm most excited about about these antidepressants is stopping taking them and then being like, I'm off my meds! <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Yeah. Well, that's been this week's episode of Giggle. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram and everything, I'm Bianca Parado. 
Uh, P-A-R-A-T-O? A- P-A-R-A-T-O. There's only one of me in the whole world. Nice. Yeah, so that's dope. That's rare. Good I get for you. all the emails. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so um, yeah, you can go follow me. You have a show every Wednesday at Hilton? I've got a show. I got. I run a mic on Tuesdays at uh, the Creek in the Cave. I run a show um, out of the speakeasy or the easy um, studio and listening room out of Native Hostel. And then another show in Mike. On Wednesday. The, that's on Wednesday. And then on Friday, I run another show at the Hilton. Perfect. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> well, check us out. Thanks yeah. for tuning by. Rate us five stars wherever you can find us. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pew.